Hey, Daver here. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, this guy's Chad. And Chandler's back as well. How we doing, Dave? Oh, I am doing pretty darn good. Uh, it felt really good to be in a familiar venue that was home to AEW for so long during the pandemic. Uh, I was talking to Chad before we uh, started and uh, yeah, like I know you Chandler don't feel that feeling, uh, but yeah, it felt good to, uh, it kind of felt like being home, like their, their home base and a uh, good I, crowd. Uh, here's what I would say to add on to that. I like Claudio Casagnoli, Swerve Strickland and Adam Copeland. This was my first time coming to Daly's place. and. I don't know, maybe they just upped the set or something, but it does feel like a really... I don't feel that original feeling because I never watched original AEW, but I really dig it. I really like the setup. Um, there were some odd production issues, but that doesn't really matter. I mean, it didn't matter, but at least with the, the venue and how it was orchestrated and how the stage was set up, I really liked it. As dumb as it is, I really liked how there was the big Titan Tron and then people surrounding it and like it was just cool so if we're not going back to daily's place anytime soon like can we do more venues like that like that would be awesome yeah it had such a cool unique look like uh i don't know i i think wrestling is actually could be served and being more like that style of location there's just so many cool surfaces the graphics looks thing like that uh the hook when hook came out they had the big uh bat signal for hook kind of thing on, on the mm -hmm. giant yeah. space i was like man that looks amazing uh yeah between like the nostalgia but with all like the updated looks and stuff i thought this was probably the best uh looking dynamite they've done ever wow big praise but i i loved the set so i'm not doubting it um i wanted to get another opinion on it like uh, uh, Daly's Place is basically kind of like the full sale uh, for NXT, right? Like that mm -hmm. feeling that people like, you know, it was on every week there. And like, yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like that'd be a good uh, comparison. Am I right? Um, I mean, yes, definitely. At least for NXT Black and Gold back in the day, like the peak of NXT was all in uh, Full Sail University. And that really... Like, people really latched onto the characters. I think it's the same thing with, like, TNA back in the day, why those people got over is because they were at the same place every time. So the same people are like, oh, I'm going to watch these people slowly grow and develop their characters as they go. So, I mean, AEW's a little past that now, but at least for the pandemic, Daily Space is probably perfect for that. And again, like, let's do this every year. Yeah, 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 homecoming should definitely become a yearly tradition because that was uh, that was awesome. Loved the show. Uh, lots of little nods to the pandemic too. Uh, um, Hangman drinking the beer, uh, Stokely uh, ringside because like that was you know there's only wrestlers there, so they they pop the wrestlers populated it. So oh. know, lots of cool little nods to uh, to a uh, a darker time, which I actually kind of look fondly back on. I thought it was a good product for what they had to work with um you know they did their best and were really creative and i don't know like it felt home and it felt like we were coming home it was great yeah i agree um yeah felt like being home uh familiar um yeah i liked all the nods that they uh gave us throughout the episode 
Um, real quick, though, before we get in the first match, uh, because Chandler, you brief, briefly mentioned the name TNA. Uh, did you get to check out any of the uh, new titles that they... I actually uh, haven't. Did they actually release them all? Yeah, yeah. They look freaking fantastic. Uh, the World Championship uh, for Alex Shelley, uh, who's also the Prestige World Champion, uh, looked incredible. Trinity Fatu got her um, belt. Uh, they have a digital media, basically I saw an that internet picture. Champion. That looked dope. Is it a Tommy Dreamer? Is it a black strap or a white strap? Black. Yeah, that okay. one was black. I think I'm seeing it. Wow. If I'm looking at it, I mean, I only found the heavyweight one. It's pretty damn. Shelly. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I think I'm all in on the TNA. I've got to get the uh, TNA Plus and all that. And I want to watch that pay per view, which is couple days away <laughs> or oh, like damn. tomorrow or some yeah uh, yeah i'm i'm pretty excited i i want to join the bandwagon from the get-go you know <laughs> yeah why not this is the best time to wow that just looks like a notch above that old impact title i'm not knocking the old one but just looking at that current tna title on that alex shelley oof that's a good looking belt so yeah. i'm a fan I, I'm not going to promise that I'll watch TNA, but I might watch a show or two, which is better than I yeah. was six months ago, which was a, nah, never. I'm sure it's great, but eh. Yeah, uh, Chris Saban. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chris Saban got the new uh, X Division Championship, uh, kind of their cruiserweight uh, Daredevil division. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, really cool. I uh, just wanted to bring that up uh, before we get into the Hangman Claudio match. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, speaking of, we got Hangman Adam Page versus Claudio Castagnoli. Um, Claudio called out Hangman Page uh, last week. Uh, started out, Hangman Page kicked, Cla kicked Claudio before Claudio could even get in the ring. Uh, they end up on the floor. Claudio gives Hangman a European uppercut against the barricade. Claudio pokes Hangman in the eyes and then suplexes him and covers for two. Uh, Claudio's working a pretty good heel for the match. I uh, really dug it. Uh, he, uh, he, he was standing on Hangman with all his weight. Uh, Hangman ends up absorbing a bunch of headbutts from Claudio, fires back, uh, but Claudio gets Hangman in a giant swing, then into the sharpshooter. Hangman goes for the ropes, uh, Claudio gets him in a crossface. Hangman ends up countering into a roll-up for a two-count. We get a Death Valley driver to Claudio uh, from Hangman, and Claudio goes for a backslide for two or hangman goes for backslide on claudio for two uh hangman dives on claudio on the outside adam page uh drinks a beer from the fan uh i like the little joke uh taz made uh tony shivani said it really takes him back to the beginning of aew and Taz was like, oh, I thought you were talking about middle school, <laughs> drinking a beer. Mm. Uh, I, I chuckled for that. Uh, 
Claudio ends up picking up Hangman and presses him and throws him over the ropes onto the ramp. Uh, Hangman goes for a buckshot, but Claudio gives him a big uppercut and covers for a two count. Claudio catches Hangman mid-moonsault and slams him upside down against uh, the wall. Hangman moonsaults off the stage, down on Claudio, onto the floor. Adam Page reverses a tombstone pile driver into one of his own covers for two. We get Claudio uppercutting Hangman over and over and over in the corner. Uh, get a big lariat and a cover. Hangman kicks out at two. Hangman hits a Deadeye uh, cover for two. Claudio goes for a Avalanche Ricola bomb, which I kind of wanted to see. Uh, but Hangman reverses with a Hurricane Rana. Hangman hits two buckshot lariats for the win. Uh, excellent match. Uh, they're two professionals. They're at the top of the tier in AEW right now. Claudio's, uh, in my mind, definitely in that top of the card uh, pool. Uh, he's much more than an upper mid for me. He's definitely lower, lower top card tier, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, they they brought down the house. I loved it. Uh, what did you think, uh, Chandler? Um, uh, this might be my current condition because I'm a little under the weather. But uh, this match, it kind of felt a little by the numbers for me. It, it didn't really excite me. There were some great moments, like you said, the Hurricane Rana through the Ricola bomb that was awesome. And then even that little bit at the moment with Hanger drinking that little beer, the, the little things that make the match good. So what, like by no means, not a bad match, but it didn't really uh excite me as much and i think that could have been i just got my expectations way too high probably and you know at the end of the day this is still a, a tv match but it's still fun a lot of fun hangman's the right choice obviously except i kind of disagree on your claudio uh bottom of top of the card i guess because he always loses these big match like he never really wins against the top guy so like he's gonna need at least one like he beats Christian for the TNT title or he wins the AEW world title. He needs, he needs to do something big, not soon, but at some point for me to kind of be on that same page with you. But before I pass off to Chad, I want to shout out Adam page. Those buckshots were pretty damn good. Congratulations. You're finally better at doing the move than Logan Paul. Only <laughs> Good job, man. You did it. I'm going for heat. Logan Paul hits a better buckshot than Adam Page, except for the two he hit on Claudio. Those are really good. But what did you think, Chad? I loved it. Um, you know, the moves were great. It, it was a little, you know, it was a wrestling match. Uh, loved that slam onto the ramp. I forgot about oh, yeah. the ramp because uh, that was a daily yeah. place thing. And it always had that like WCW feel because WCW had that similar ramp. And I was like, oh, he's going to the, and he just kind of thuds because it was so well, like well lit. Like I, I didn't even realize the ramp was there. So I was like, I expect him to go to the outside. Also, I was like, ooh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he... uh, that, but like the story you're telling was great. It was like um, Adam Page tried to out wrestle him at the beginning. He was going for those quick pinfalls and stuff. Then he realized, oh, I can't do that to this guy. So he just had to start hitting with bombs. And a uh, small, small detail, which for Adam Page especially, the details matter. Uh, the double buckshot is how he won the title. And now later on in the show, he's 
kind of like, hey, I want to back in the title picture. So I'm thinking a little bit of foreshadowing. Ooh. My, that might be the schoolgirl in me, though, because I love ham, ham, the hanger. So. Hey, I like knowing things like that because I, I need to. I still haven't seen the Kenny Omega hangman on a page yeah. match for the title. But, wow, that's, I mean, pretty cool that he's dropping little hints, little Oh, teases. yeah, the small details matter so much for him. That whole... That whole build up to him getting the like breaking up with Kenny and that whole build up was just riddled with small little things. Like every match he had had meaning. And if you looked for all the details, you'd get them. So, uh, yeah, no, great. And hopefully foreshadowing for the future because uh, I loved it when he was kind of the main character of AEW. And I uh, hope he's going to jump more into the spotlight again. Yeah. What? I'll say this. I want him in the title picture, maybe not the title holder. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. He's interesting. He's a great wrestler, great storyteller, uh, just a good character. Like, you know, just him being on the product makes it better. He doesn't necessarily have to hold the title. In fact, I kind of think he's above the title now. Whoa. He, had his, he's got his legacy. Like, he, 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 he shows up and I pay attention. Like, I don't need the title on him to give a shit. Yeah. Crap poop yeah he 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 doesn't need a belt to uh tell me a really good story uh which i know he's capable capable of doing uh yeah uh it may not have been uh the you know a banger of a match but there were some cool moments and i was uh thoroughly sports entertained so <laughs> uh you know yeah I'm, I'm cool with it um after that we get a cool little recap of kind of the history of brody lee in aew um i like that they even uh showed footage of uh cody rhodes getting uh annihilated by brody um yeah really good footage in there uh his debut with uh christopher daniels uh, who uh, doubted his existence <laughs> for weeks. Uh, yeah, up to uh, his match, yeah, with Cody and uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, fun stuff. Um, but yeah, that kind of led into our welcome home slash celebration of life match uh, for Brody Lee. Uh, really fun stuff here. Uh Pretty emotional, a little sentimental. Uh, Orange Cassidy, Preston Vance, Dustin Rhodes, Adam Copeland versus Lance Archer with Jake the Snake, Brian Cage, and Gates of Agony, uh, Bishop Khan, and uh, Toa Leona. Uh, yeah, Preston looked great. Uh, Hand-picked member of the Dark Order by Brody Lee. Uh, some big history uh, with him. Uh, it was kind of cool seeing him uh, be on the good guy team, which uh, uh, Le Faction in Gabernobles uh, has kind of been pivoting uh, towards uh, more good guys, I, I would feel, uh, uh, more good than, than heel. Um, but yeah, it was cool. Cool, uh, fun match. Uh, like I said, Preston looked good. Um, <laughs> Orange Cassidy went to a choke slam. <laughs> Brian Cage, uh, but Brian Cage uh, just pushed him away. 
Archer went for a tag, but uh, they've swatted his hand away, uh, kind of not seeing eye to eye with his team there. Uh, Toa Leona pounces Orange Cassidy across the ring. Archer suplexes Orange Cassidy across the ring. Uh, we get a rising knee strike to Orange Cassidy from Archer. Uh, Jose grabs Archer's leg, but Jake the Snake decks him. Um, we get a Jake, Jake chant from the crowd. Uh, Orange Cassidy uh, counters a blackout from Archer into a swinging DDT. Uh, Preston Vance takes on Gates of Agony. Uh, he does a spine buster to Bishop Khan. Uh, Cage does an F5 to Dustin Rhodes. Copeland does an impaler to Cage. Bishop Khan gives Copeland a fireman's carry gut buster. And Orange Cassidy goes for a choke slam on Khan. Uh, it doesn't work. So Orange uh, hits him with the Orange Punch and finally gets that choke slam. Uh, the crowd loved it. Uh, they went crazy. Uh, Archer mistake, mistakenly hit Toa Leona. Uh, Cage got mad and clotheslined Archer out of the ring. Copeland speared Cage. Dustin cannonballed Toa Leona, and Preston hit a discus lariat for the win. Uh, Feel-good moment. Uh, yeah. Uh, I liked that. He should have won. You know, that should have been the way that that went. And uh, what I'm really looking forward to is Archer versus Mogul Embassy uh, storyline that we should get after that. Um, yeah, they what are, do you think? They are fighting on collision for the six-man Ring of Honor titles. It's the Gates of Agony versus the Righteous and uh, Lance Archer. So we are getting that. Oh, cool. Beautiful. But on to the match. I did have two gripes with it. They're not major. One of them kind of is. But for the most part, this match was a ton of fun. Like, I really appreciated the Brody Lee tribute in the beginning because his career in AEW is something I know very little about. I know he won the TNT Championship. I know he demolished Cody. And then that was Cody's last match was with him. Or Brody's last match was with Cody. Like, I know all of that. But I don't know the little details. I don't know everything in between. Uh, and then, again, really liked that this was a sort of Brody Lee tribute match. I just kind of wish they advertised that on Collision. Because it would have been like, that could have been a really good thing. For like, oh, hey, we're doing two Brody Lee remembrance matches. And maybe don't have to make it that obvious. But like, something, I don't know. Like, I wish they announced these matches beforehand. And then if, you know, let's say, oh, they didn't have these matches penciled out on Collision. Like, they didn't even have them considered. Then it's like. Well, if you're doing a tribute to a guy, could you have it be a little more thought out? But th that was one kind of tiny gripe. Just I wish we had known about it because this would have been a real good reason like for people to watch. And then my other gripe is the camera missed the lariat. The whole point of the match was to catch Preston Vance hitting Brody Lee's move and they missed it. So I, I mean, that's kind of bad. So maybe, maybe try to catch the finishing your matches that's like a touching celebration of life to a great man. Potentially. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed in that. Then especially when they showed the replay, because the angle they caught on the replay, it was like he caught some air and it looks like he got had some hang time. He was floating there for a second. I was like, oh, that was beautiful. 
too bad we didn't get to see it the first time. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. other than that, it was good to see Preston Vance do something because I actually quite liked him when he was with Los Gobles Ingaminaro or Los Facciones Ingaminaro. I can't say it right now. A long time ago, like he was fun with them, but we haven't seen them. They weren't even together for Roosh for the CC, so he's been gone for quite some time. But good to see him. How'd you feel, Chad? It was it was a great popcorn match. It was a good tribute. Uh, Copeland or Cope uh, looked great. Like he was moving well. He was stiff. Like he was agile. Like fuck, dude's almost fifty, or he is fifty. What the heck? Like he uh-huh. looked great. Like no business like being as good as he was. I thought, uh, in the best of ways. Um, some minor, minor nitpicks though. Um, like the teams were cool, but where was Johnny Silver, Alex Reynolds, yeah. Evil Uno, negative I was, one. I was really trying to like piece together. Like, okay, why are these people here? And it, I literally wrote down. It's like they looked at eight people backstage. Were like, all right, get out there. Go have that match now. We needed yeah. an eight-man tag, and you were the lucky one standing yeah. around. Like, like he, he gave D- Dusty a pretty good beating once. Uh, Dustin Rhodes. Copeland, I don't know. I guess they both like hockey. Ooh. Well, they never really met in WWE, so unless it's a backstage thing, but yeah. they also didn't talk about that. So Because, yeah, he, he came with, like, over the, the Maple Leafs. Yeah, because I, I know Brody was a big hockey fan. So I'm guessing there was some sort of connection there. I don't know. Uh, but I just, I would have liked to see, because, you know, I love Johnny Johnny Hungy. Like, <laughs> I would have loved to see him on the TV. It would have been great. And, and, I don't know. Minor nitpicks, though. I mean, it was a great match. The, the sequence where everybody got their stuff in was friggin' awesome. It was, you know, it was good wrestling, good popcorn. I was entertained. But, you know, just would have liked to see those guys. How about you, Dave? Um, going back to, uh, kind of building it up a little more, uh, giving it a little more, uh, pomp and circumstance. Uh, I want a full on Brody Lee annual Brody Lee Memorial battle Royal, uh, or something like that. You know, I think that would be the proper way to handle it. Honestly. Uh, what do you two think? or a ladder match or something yeah i I, i'd be down with that something to kind of cement brody lee's legacy in AEW. yeah yeah no i'd be down for like a more formal thing because yeah it was it was cool but i don't i feel like they could have really went for the feels and it just sort of felt like like yeah yeah like you said hey you eight guys just standing there go go on well, I'm sure I'm sure Adam Copeland was like, I want to wrestle at Daly's place. I'll do whatever. And they're like, well, we'll have Adam Copeland in the eight man tag. That makes sense. And he was great. And I wouldn't take him out. But it is also like I would have preferred like the Dark Order, even though I don't ever see him wrestle. Like give him a one day as a face team. They do it for Brody and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, negative one yeah. comes out and hits him with the papers. Yeah, yeah. I wish Cody was sitting at ringside for this. I had to mention Cody, but I wish he was. That would have been like they just pan it's Cody. They're like, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> uh, but yeah, fun stuff. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing Preston Vance in the future. Um, give him, you know, a little uh, 
little support, and I think he could uh, have some kind of title within a year. Uh, TNT or I wouldn't. Inter- I wouldn't uh, go that high. I'm thinking Ring of Honor because unfortunately, I think he still needs a little bit of time to develop something. And a great place to do it mm-hmm. is Ring of Honor. He can hold a title for a bit, see what it's like. Yeah. Maybe Perfect. he could beat. Maybe he could beat the Great Yuta. He could beat Kyle Fletcher. Those would be two good baby face wins. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, fun stuff. Um, let's see. After that, we get Renee Paquette backstage with the Bullet Club Gold. Uh, Jay White uh, says the Undisputed Kingdom are going after all the gold and. So can they, but they can do it better. He mentions the trio's gold and the acclaimed walk up. Uh, Bowens brings up uh, all of them teaming up and all of them having gold. And they could be called the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Uh, Yes, please. Give me that. Like, uh, if they don't do that, they're leaving a lot of money on the table and they're idiots. Um, yeah, I want the Bullet Club shirt in pink, black and pink, like, give it all of it. I'm going to buy the shirt. Okay, take my money. Mm. Uh, what do y'all think? <laughs> I feel like they're going to split the guns. I hate to say it, but they keep on having, I think it's, I learned it. It's Austin Gunn, the guy with the shorter hair. Um, he keeps on being like, oh, no, they're onto something. And even in this, he's. A little slow, but he was like, and he was like doing the math in his head. He's like, oh shit, we'll outnumber them like six to five, and one of them's injured. And Jay White's like, no, 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 get a boy, get a boy. I love the um the bit where they were like the undisputed kingdom, and the other gun was like, no, it's the United Kingdom. It's where Jay's from. And her name was like, well, he's from New Zealand. And they're like, ah, it's semantics, semantics. So <laughs> I, I I love this bullet, uh, bang bang gang. They're excellent. Uh, and yes, a client, bang bang scissor gang all day, all day. Yeah, that is just too much entertainment on one thing. Uh, I think the matches would be pretty sick too. All, all the weird iterations they could have, that'd be cool. God, yeah, please, I want it. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, after after that, uh, Jay and Colton say they'll think about it. Austin uh, tries to make the scissor fingers, and they come come and grab him. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Um, after that, we get uh, Samoa Joe coming out, uh, proudly wearing, uh, I don't know if you two caught it or read about it, the side plates were the custom uh, Samoa Joe side plates yeah they look uh, dope. god yeah not much changing except for that one side plate on each side but uh they did do a, a change uh so yeah samoa joe says ladies and gentlemen my name is samoa joe and i stand here before you tonight as your aew champion we get a thank you chant uh he says no thanks needed uh, but there's going to be changes to the championship challenging protocol. Uh, no more uh, whining on the mic and uh, no more <laughs> getting on social media with ho-ass comments. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Now you uh, submit your record and reputation to the championship committee. And if you, uh, and if you're worthy, you get a pass to get stomped in front of everybody that ever cheered for you. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, for the new championship era is here and your new champion is waiting. Um, then we get Swerve Strickland's music hitting. Uh, Swerve comes out with Mogul Embassy and Nana. Uh, he says uh, it's his first time in Daly's place, uh, but he's going to call uh, it whose house? Swerve's house. Uh, he says it's not personal. He just wants that AEW championship, and he's going to take it. Uh, he says... He's more than happy to make it personal after he beats Joe. Then Hangman Page's music hits after already having a match earlier. He comes to the ring. Uh, he's, he says while everyone else is making New Year's resolutions and calling their shot, he's going to call his shot. Uh, he says he lost sight of the AEW championship in 2023. In 2024, he will make it his. Um, Hangman didn't forget about what Joe did to him, and he is going to take the title for it. Uh, yeah, we're going to get a triple threat, right? Yeah, I, I would assume that at Revolution. That's what they're building up. I mean, first of all, I was shocked that Swerve wasn't going to come out. I was dead set on, oh, it's Hook, and then Swerve came out, and Paige came out, and I was like, oh, Hook's a red herring, and then it at least ended with Hook, so it's all come full circle. But I thought this uh, whole segment, I mean, I loved the Samojo intro. That was great, where I liked the idea of you, you know, sending your reputation and your records, and Joe is the championship committee, and he's like, all right, I'll des I decide who's challenging me, not Tony Khan or anything like that. I thought that was cool. Uh, and then I loved the idea of Swerve and Hangman coming out. It just ended anticlimactically. Like, I'm not expecting a big brawl, but they all just kind of walked off. And then Joe was like, all right, well, I'll celebrate with my title in the ring. And then Hook came out, which is really cool. Like, I was like, oh, shit, they're still doing Hook. And then, um, like, they just stared at each other. And it was a little odd to me. Maybe I just don't know Hook's backstory, but why did he kind of laugh off Swerve and Hangman, who seem to be guys who are, like, capable of doing, like, they'll do anything to win, which is kind of scary. Like, you watch that death match, you're like, ooh. Has Hook ever had a match like that? Like, I kept thinking of the match he had with Wheeler Yuta at World's End that was, like, kind of bad. So, it, it, it was odd, but I'm very excited for Hook and Samoa Joe, more than I thought. Yeah, it'll be good. Uh, it's funny, though. Uh, title belt uh, on the line and a uh, battle of the belts coming. Like, eh, we don't want anything to do with that. Put us on dynamite, please. <laughs> the world title come on this is important <laughs> we don't want the third hour collision we want dynamite which i don't blame them i would want dynamite yeah it was yeah. great uh, yeah. um yeah i think i think if they don't do the three-way a um a story maybe for title contention run it back to another uh another uh hangman swerve three type type situation for time for the for the title shot would be kind of cool um uh, although uh three-way would be pretty fantastic if he's even still champ he'd still be champ 
Mm -hmm. uh, but not cool on Hook for also getting a you know getting to step up to the plate and uh, get some spotlight. Because um, because yeah, he had such a hot start and then just kind of hmm, petered out. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he has a good showing on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think he should have a title shot as much as uh, Ginger Mahal. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We'll talk about <laughs> hey, that. Don't, don't you, you hinder the gender. No one that, hinders gender. I got that all locked in for our after podcast news round. So don't, we're talking about Tony. Okay. okay. We're talking about. Him. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, hook comes out. Uh, he says one week that'll be on dynamite. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to uh, hook and Joe, honestly um should be a real uh violent uh mat maybe a mat based uh uh match uh yeah uh both have a choke hold as their finisher which i like when two uh wrestlers have a match and they have similar or the same finisher i always love that story uh Cool. Yeah, should be fun stuff. Also, I'm um, just looking forward to uh, Joe urinogging the crap out of Hook. Hook's Hook's definitely a lighter guy, so he'll be able to hit him with that urinagi, and it'll look amazing. He'll yeah. he'll end that match with the urinagi. It'll be so hard and so powerful. It just crushes Hook, and he's like, "Oh, I guess I win." Yeah. <laughs> just look uh, look over at the uh, the announce desk. Sorry. Oops, sorry, Taz. Yep. Uh, after that, we get Renee Paquette backstage with Tony Storm, Mariah May, and Luther. Uh, this is a fun little segment here. Uh, Renee wants Tony's reaction to what happened last week. Uh, Mariah May asked if she watched her match. Um, she said she looked at the screener, but not a single other frame uh she said did you do an arm drag <laughs> and she gives mariah may a chocolate uh, she says uh she feels like the prettiest girl at the dance uh donna palazzo uh or she needs to uh have a meeting with donna palazzo and uh she forgets her shoe line uh, Mariah gives her her line, and Tony Storm says, "That was my line. Now you've ruined the moment." Uh, the new element to Luther that he needs to keep doing is that laugh. Like, please incorporate that crap. Like, that was just unbelievable. Uh, little, little, the little things like that do it for me. Uh, but yeah, good stuff. I'm. Uh, Looking forward to a uh, cool title defense. I don't think Deanna will uh, take that belt, but yeah, it should be a really great match. And I'm looking forward to uh, uh, Deanna's collision debut, which we'll kind of get to a little later. Yeah, I'm thinking the, I, I'm thinking Mariah May is going to eventually take, I feel like that's the way the story is going, which is uh, she's just going to get fed up with being overlooked, although delicious chocolate. So whatever mm -hmm. uh and then yeah she'll just get frustrated and then she'll get her title shot and uh, uh tony storm will um 
a little uh, underestimate her. But I don't know. I think it's a good story. Should be fun. I hope they uh, keep getting to do fun segments like this. Although the one thing I really want to see is Tony Storm needs to have a banger. She needs to have a really good match. Her last few have been kind of meh. So I'd love to see her have a like a couple of really good title defenses just kind of get more of a legacy before she uh, hands it off. I would agree. I think her next match really does need to be a banger because I've enjoyed them, but I eat this gimmick up with a fork and knife. So that's kind of a little bit of bias, but a lot of people are kind of negative, at least on the match quality, which I do understand. If you don't like this silly pantomime gimmick at the top of the card, yeah, that's valid. You don't have to like it. I just think she pulls it off. Um, and like Chad, you said with Adam Page, you analyze everything. That's me with these Tony Storm segments. I'm looking at everything. This is the first time Mariah May has been pretty pissed when they like flashed on the camera and it's all about Tony. And they're they're really setting it up. And I would really like even just from that one little match we've had her Mariah May, I think she can be the one to take it off. I would like to see more matches between them, but I I can see that happening all in, maybe, maybe like. I think just give Tony Storm or Tony's reign a little bit more time. But other than that, really fun segment. And I would agree on Luther's cackle. I wish he did more. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, Tony needs a like a really brutal death match, some kind of hardcore match where she gets some color and bleeds everywhere. I think that would really benefit. Perhaps intergender? No, no. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Get Drexel in their stat. Yep. Um, but yeah, everyone out there in the YouTube land, uh, what do y'all think about Tony Storm? Uh, does she need to uh, have some kind of a banger match that uh, really solidifies her title reign? Or is she uh, doing just fine where she is um yeah yeah don't forget to uh subscribe while you're at it we're uh we're getting there we're, we're pretty close to our uh, next goal and uh yeah we want to uh keep on bringing you all good content uh yeah don't forget to like subscribe comment um after that we got a Pretty cool match. Uh, Sammy Guevara versus Ricky Starks in a singles match. Um, Sammy was definitely uh, riding the high off being back in Daly's place. Uh, you could just see it in his face. Uh, good for him to be back. Uh, kind of previously, we learned, you know, Ricky Starks debuted in. Daly's place against Cody, uh, TNT Championship. Uh, but now he's actually one half of the tag team champs. So that was kind of a cool evolution. Um, we get kind of an arm lock and headlock uh, exchange between the two. Sammy hits a moonsault on Ricky on the outside. Uh, Ricky uh does the Rochambeau to Sammy on the apron uh that looked pretty brutal uh Sammy Guevara goes for a moonsault but Ricky Starks put his boots up uh Ricky nails Sammy with a powerbomb covers Sammy but Sammy kicks out at two uh 
Sammy Guevara goes for a GTH, but Ricky grabs his legs and covers for two. Uh, we get a super kick to Ricky for the win. Uh, yeah, it. I don't know. It was an okay match. Uh, didn't have a ton of emotion uh, until, I guess, the end kind of like uh, added something to it. I didn't like it, <laughs> but uh, they were going to shake hands. Uh, Big Bill blindsides Sammy. They beat him up, and then Jericho's music hits. Uh, they come out. He's got Floyd the Bat. They fight in the crowd for way too long while Jericho's music plays for way too long. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I guess they're trying to get it over with, but it doesn't really look like it as much attention that they gave him uh, on this episode. Well, it was odd. I, this is like real baseless speculation, but this is the first time I've ever seen no one sing Judas, which is really odd to just hear Chris Jericho singing. And then um, maybe the reason they played it through the whole segment is they were hoping that people would just sing the whole time because that's what happened at World's End is people sang Judas and then the match started and then they booed Jericho. So they were like, well, maybe if we just don't stop the song, they won't boo him. And yeah, I think they're trying to cover the crowd reaction too. And they just didn't do anything really. Like it was a crowd brawl. People typically get very excited for that. And it was, it was super dull. Maybe because it's Jericho, but yeah, they're just, getting this uh, match out of the way aren't they yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and besides all that like yeah the match was me too but uh something that bothered me about that whole brawl too is bill sold way too much for jericho i mean bill's a friggin' monster i'm sorry man but he, he just was no heat no believability uh yeah just get this over with let's not come back to it yeah, well, Jericho hit, like, the worst code breaker I've ever seen. He was, like, six inches too short. And I get it. Big Bill's a huge guy, but maybe just, like, punch him in the gut, have him, like, I'm peeled over, and then do the code breaker. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe it looked good, because it didn't look good. Um, And it's just funny to me that Ricky Starks and Big Bill were, like, the definition of transition champion, and they just keep winning because of, like, like, just unfortunate circumstances keep happening and they're like oh, i guess we'll keep the titles on you man like we're not having jericho and sammy beat you now oh um but yeah i'm i'm over it ready for it to be over also sorry to yeah. just interject the tag team uh championship match that we saw at september 30th i think in wrestle dream is just now getting cashed in in like a week can you believe that? It took months for that cash-in. Months. And I know, like, extenuating circumstances, but still, you, the Young Bucks should have gone after them immediately. October 30th, I think, right? Was it? Like I thought it was probably. September 30th. Maybe you're right. You're probably right, but... Yeah, yeah no, it wasn't that close regardless. to Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, regardless, it's been a while since this tag team match got announced and oh my gosh wow september not that long ago man the drive home is when we conceived of doing this that's kind of badass come a long way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah 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 here we are um but yeah enough of the jericho 
stuff uh <laughs> moving along uh we get the women's version uh the eight women tag team match homecoming slash Brody leaf celebration of life uh willow nightingale chris statlander anna j and thunder rosa which was a refreshing neat team for me uh against ruby soho soraya sky blue and julia hart uh perfectly fitting team right there i really liked that pairing um yeah the faces isolate ruby until julia tags in uh thunder rosa gets isolated by the heels at one point uh harley cameron sweeps willow's legs out from under her making her hit her head on the turnbuckle um willow makes a hot tag to statlander and she cleans house uh, we get a big octuple uh, suplex. Uh, the heels end up taking the brunt of it. Willow pounces sky blue. Every woman ends up getting to do a big move in succession. Uh, Anna J uh, is in the ring with uh, Julia, and she ends up getting the Queen Slayer on her, but Julia backs up into her own corner. Sky Blue tags in. Uh, Anna J ends up getting the Queen Slayer on Sky Blue, and Sky Blue taps. Uh, Anna J wins. Uh, kind of a cool emotional thing. Uh, Brody Lee handpicked her. Blah blah blah. Uh, good, good wholesome fun. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed that match. Uh, I felt the exact same way I did about the men's match. Uh, it was, it was fun. Uh, it wasn't great uh, by any means, but it was good. So, yeah, at least yeah. you caught the finish on camera. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of like going to uh, go into the movies uh, to see like Indiana Jones or something. It's good, just a good popcorn show. Like, it's fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, was it going to win an Oscar or uh, you know, wrestler's version of an Oscar, a Slammy? Oh, yeah, that's only WWE, but they should just start doing it for AEW, too. Why but, not? No, but, you know, it was good. It was fun. I was entertained. Uh, have you ever actually seen uh, Anna Jay? She, she doesn't really get on TV very much, huh? No, this was my first time watching her. She looked great. Like, Oh, she's awesome. She like was that. associated with the, uh, sorry to interrupt, she was associated with the Jericho Appreciation Society, right? Yeah. But she, she like she's had she some pretty good feuds, had some great matches. I was just, it occurred to me. I even wrote that in my no, notes. I was like, has she even wrestled since like Chandler started watching? I was like, I don't think so, because she's been around almost since day one, right? Pretty damn yeah. close. Yeah, she. We don't know what awesome. they do over there. We don't know what they do over there on Rampage. Uh, she's probably on there. Everyone we don't see is probably on Rampage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Kenny Omega's back uh, from his diverticulitis, but he's on Rampage. Like, all this stuff. Yeah. Like, Young Bucks have actually been back for weeks, but they were on Rampage. Like, come on, guys. Um, but this is, I think I agree 100% with you guys. This is just a fun kind of, like, match to turn my brain off and go, oh, that was a fun spot. Oh, that was a fun spot. Uh, one thing I thought of, obviously, I don't think you mentioned it, but Stokely in the crowd, that was pretty damn funny how they pulled down yeah. the, the sign, and Stokely's like, and then I was like, his son is like, give Stokely a chance or something like that. Like, that was pretty cute. Um, and then I was like, Thunder Rosa should steal that real world championship gimmick from CM Punk. That'd be so funny. Like, she just pulls out a red bag and is like, I'm the real AEW women's champion. 
And like you just have Tony Storm, this complete pantomime like joke of a character against Thunder Rosa and this really gritty, realistic, like, I never lost this freaking title. I'm coming for you, Tony, you bitch. Like something like like that would be so funny. And then Tony wins because she's the best. <laughs> but um Book it, book it, Chandler. <laughs> that's what I want. I like just why not? Um and then I wrote Sky Blue winked at the camera again, so she'll always be winking to Nigel McGinnis for me. Always, always. But yeah, just a, a a fun popcorn match to kind of turn my brain off to. And again, at least they captured the end on camera. True that. Oh man, oh man. Uh yeah. Uh, uh moving along, we get a little promo from the great Yuda, Wheeler Yuda. Um, he says he's not a young boy bitch. He's a grown-ass man. Uh, Eddie beat uh, his BCC teammates in the Continental Classic, but he didn't beat Yuda. Uh, he says, bring it this Friday night. Did he say, hey, you old bitch? What did he say at the end? I, I, I tried so hard. My close, my close, ca uh, close captioning wouldn't pick it up uh but i think he called him an old bitch that would kind of make sense like a young boy bitch the yeah. opposite um but yeah he uh challenged eddie for rampage and damn it man like that makes me i gotta watch you know i want to watch rampage for that because i don't want to miss a damn continental crown match mm -hmm. um well they said something odd they were like can Eddie get four belts? So is bring Wheeler Yuta's title on the line? Like, do we? Shit. Is Eddie Kingston the belt just gonna, collector? Is he just gonna vacuum like all these belts and then be like, "All right, they're all the Continental title. They're all gone except like I wouldn't mind that." Yeah, uh, say say what you will. You know, Wheeler fan, Audi Wheeler fan. I thought the the package itself looked great. Like it was just beautifully shot. Like the effects and color correction and stuff. I was like, I was watching it. I'm like, don't care so much for the content, but man, this looks cool. Like that with their new graphics and stuff that they've done, which I don't think I put that over last episode, but mm -hmm. um, man, they just keep upping their game. Like it looks great. Uh, yeah. Uh, please, please keep going in this direction. I love it. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that, that it was a very good video package. It was just hyping up Wheeler Yuta. So I was like, <laughs> Anyone else, I'd be like, this is the promo package of the year, and we're only two weeks in. But it's like, oh, it's we are you gonna is he gonna be Eddie? Oh no, I wonder what's gonna happen. <laughs> now watch yeah, he does, yeah. and and Yuta just has all four of those belts, and he just uh, goes up to the BCC, like, hey guys, what's going on? Like, why am I the best? Do you want one? Do you want one? Do yeah. you want one? Moxley, you get the <laughs> Ring of Honor one. Brand Danielson, you get the Japan one. Claudio, you get the other one. Like, we're all just going to give them all out. Yeah, dude. Love it. Uh, cool. Yeah, after that, we uh, hear the uh, cool new... Oh, you know what? I, I was about to say I love their new theme for the Undisputed Kingdom. But did you catch that cool theme for Preston Vance? I liked his music. It was good. Uh, it was a different new theme. But anyway, check that out in your own time. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I still yeah, like uh, 
I like Roosh's theme a lot, so it's kind of hard to yeah. beat that one. Like the Roosh, Roosh. So yeah. it, it didn't stick out to me, I guess, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't the normal uh, in Gobernables, uh music. It was like his own like kind of thing, a little hip hop kind of to it. But yeah, it sounded good. I liked it. Uh, but yeah, back to this, uh, we get the Undisputed Kingdom music hit. Uh, the whole Devil Gang are there. Uh, we got, uh, yeah, Roderick Strong versus Brian Keith. Um, I wrote down here, uh, please sign Brian Keith already. Uh, <laughs> I, I love seeing him wrestle now, and I think he should uh, be on my television twice a week um yeah we get a nice headlock to roddy uh roderick strong gives keith a back body drop to on the apron um we get a stunner to roderick strong on the top turnbuckle uh in the corner uh real quick though we get the end of heartache to keith for the win uh roderick strong looking uh like a backbreaker machine man tough strong uh fast yeah everything i like to see and that damn mustache come on uh hangman roddy and something a little later too a uh, little mustachio uh stuff going on so uh yeah what uh what do you all think of uh roderick here he looked great. Uh, yeah, this is kind of more the uh, the Roderick Strong I was like telling you about. Like that Hangman match he had just didn't do him justice, I thought. But uh, him like kind of getting rid of the goofy part of the gimmick and just kind of ra- ra- ratcheting it up there, I thought was great. Also, uh, not a show would go by without me putting over commentary. Taz claiming he was next strong was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I have uh, neck issues myself. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I thought this was. I mean, it was just kind of a Roddy Strong uh, uh, squash match, but it was still fun to watch. I'm just kind of sad that Brian Keith keeps on getting these jobber entrances, but it's also like, well, at least he's on the show. You know, he made it to Dynamite Homecoming. That could have been any other goober in the yeah. backstage, but they chose Brian Keith. So yeah, four or five months ago, it would have been Commander. Hopefully, they got something for him. I really do. They will. There's no way they're putting him on so often with nothing for him. Um, but yeah, after the win, we get Adam Cole uh, with a few words. Said he meant what he said. This place would change. Uh, it doesn't need to earn respect. They deserve it. Talks about Roddy going after the inter- or the uh, <laughs> international title. Uh, we got him talking about Matt Taven and Mike Bennett being the best ROH tag teams, if not the best tag teams ever. Talks about him and Wardlow are going to win the AEW championship together. Um, and he says, uh, look at the new kingdom. They're going to be around for a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel as a whole, this has hindered adam cole a little bit the whole the whole thing it just isn't hitting for me it's cool it's like okay enough it isn't the worst thing i've ever seen but it it, i wanted it to be so much more you know uh 
Yeah, the injury, I think, definitely uh, hindered it. And you don't yeah. hinder the gender or the exactly. call. Thing. I am. This is something that I am willing to let play out because maybe as soon as he's able to wrestle, they'll turn it up a notch. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But yeah, it's like you want him on scene or you want him on TV so people remember them, but you don't want to oversaturate them. So you got to find that balance, and they're not finding it right now. But the little line of "We are going to win the world championship." I thought that was really funny. So Wardlow might be my favorite part in this whole group, not because of what he is doing, but what he might do. Like, I think there could be some interesting stuff with him down the line. And that's something that I'm willing to wait on. Yeah, no, I think when, uh, I think just having seething in the background and then eventually just turn him loose, mm-hmm. that'll be way more impactful than him just being up front and center all the time. Well, something interesting that I remembered, like just, this is kind of random, but the fact that Adam Cole was kind of specific in his, we didn't, like we don't have to earn it we deserve it that was kind of a mirror of what punk used to say when he came back because wasn't he like this is my title not because i deserve it but because he earned it and that's why he's not giving it up so i'm not saying that punk is confirmed or anything i just think that's interesting that they would say something like that i don't think it really alludes to anything i just kind of wanted to bring that up like huh isn't that isn't that weird and I guess you could say that, like the little bits where Adam Cole was reaching into his pocket for a clicker to turn on the broadcasts and all that with the devil when he was hiding, you know, maybe this is something where the details do matter. And this is all like, ah, MJF is coming back. You just got to wait. But again, that's all pretty big reach. And I don't really want to speculate about CM Punk anymore. So just want to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the story. I'm not writing off the storyline by any means. Uh, you know, I'm trying to like defend it now. <laughs> like, uh, it, it can get good. Like, like kind of like where you're going with it, Chandler. Like Wardlow's kind of the most interesting part of it. Uh, it can it can get cooler and more captivating for me. Uh, I'm just kind of you know hoping for that at this point. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, fun stuff. <laughs> as much as I um, want to see Roddy win that international title, I think he kind of has to lose it because that would be really interesting. Like, oop, there's our weak link, guys. It's the silly one, and that will get us to that. You know what I have been begging for, which is Roderick Strong being against them because I just think that would be interesting. But Kyle O'Reilly comes back and they kick out Roddy. Maybe I mean he's got to come back at some point, right? Lord willing, I think. I think Bobby Fish would come back for the right story, too. Where's the lie? <laughs> I could see that. I um, could see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, we get Renee Paquette backstage with Diana Perrazzo. Uh, she says she set her sights on Tony Storm and the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, Her debut match is going to be on Collision. Uh, Red Velvet walks up and says her Collision debut is on Saturday, too. Asks Deanna if she wants to stir it up. Uh, Deanna asks her if that's her stirring arm. She says, good to know. I like that. Already, like, uh, doing the homework, uh, going after that arm. I like that uh, aspect of that. Kind of cool. 
Um, it sounds like Diana's a little more calm. She kind of her voice was cracking pretty hard during her her debut. I didn't know like if that was just her voice, but she she was probably super nervous. Uh, I at have that heard, debut. I have heard. I don't know, but I have heard that is something that happens when she starts getting like fired up, or she starts yelling as her voice kind of gets a little warbly, which. I don't know how you fix that, but maybe just try to be a bit more of a subdued character because I liked her quite a lot in this. And last week, especially with the Mariah May entrance, I was like, if I have to pick one of the two, I'm going to pick Mariah because like, she didn't sound bad at all. She sounded great on the mic and Deanna Perrazzo kind of sounded like she was nervous. But again, this is another thing where it's like she just debuted. I'm willing to let this play out. We haven't even seen her wrestle, so I'm not against her by any means. Yeah, looking forward to Collision. Uh, shaping up to be a good yeah. good show. Interested to see her. Uh, hopefully, her and Mariah May. Like Mariah May has already impressed me. Hopefully, she like. Hopefully, it's a good pairing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I like Red Velvet too. Damn it, I'm. Uh, uh, really a fan of her. Uh, going way back uh, when she was a baddie for uh, Jade Gargill. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, what a man, what a lifetime ago that feels like. Um, but anyway, we have made it to our main event of the night. Uh Texas tornado match. Uh or a tor- tornado tag match, I guess is the proper name. Uh no DQ, falls count anywhere. Sting and Darby Allen versus Takeshta and Will Hobbs. Um, I know uh you Chandler were kinda uh extra interested in the outcome of this match uh your boys in it my boys in it uh yeah fun stuff we got rick flair there for support um, he didn't he didn't say no one's boy. <laughs> he didn't say anything sexual or creepy so uh we should just have like a sign that says days without a creepy rick flair comment he didn't, take like a, he didn't take like a minute to get out of the ring like he just kind of like hovered for a minute and like just and I, I get it he's old but i also would say if he's that old then he shouldn't be getting in the ring he shouldn't be throwing punches because he's an old man <laughs> uh, i'm kind of like swinging a little back a bit towards like having a little more fun seeing him now uh get I rid of the, the sexist stuff and I'm good, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's doing of old guys in the ring. I was doing the research for uh, that last top five video. Bring in Blacker. Uh, yeah, he was in the <laughs> ring at, as late as 2022. That's 75 years old. 70. That's amazing. Who? Uh, you you know the old old tag team, the Bushwhackers. One of them was wrestling. Yeah, he's been doing it off and on. Yeah. Since 1966. Oh my god. He was 75. That's like Terry Funk. Didn't he wrestle up until his death? Like he never stopped. So oh my gosh. These guys just can't stop. Sorry to sidetrack you, but that that one like no I that floored me. That's worthy of a sidetrack. That's pretty important to know. Well, you should uh plug your video real quick, Chad. Yeah, so uh, I, I uh, th- threw out a couple of fun videos. The last one was uh, my personal top five uh, goofy wrestling gimmicks. 
everybody should have their own and should comment on who they think whose theirs is. Uh, but I had so much fun making that video, going down memory lane and looking up fun facts and stuff. It was a good time. I I uh, I, I was tickled by it. Goofy Wrestling puts a uh, crazy smile on my face. Uh, who's who's your guys' uh, favorite Goofy gimmicks? Cody Rhodes. <laughs> he is a little goofy, okay? He like can't be when he does goofy. his. I love it, but it's silly. But I'll give you an actual answer. I'll give me. Let me think. Dave, uh, I like Doink. Um, yeah, man, he, he, he would have been on my list, but then I saw that Dark Side of the Ring episode, and I'm just like, I can't think of him as goofy yeah. now. He's just sad, evil clown now. Ooh, yeah, I think pretty much. I have an answer. It's not my favorite all time, but it's my favorite right now. Mr. Ronald Truth over on uh, uh, WWE. All his crap that's... with Judgment Day. I wa- He made a video about like why he loves the Judgment Day. It's only like two minutes. It's the funniest thing they've done in a while. That's a good Cause, shout. Because he's, he's just awesome. he's just like, I remember when I was with him for this and this. And it's like really poorly photoshopping him to all of Judgment Day's biggest moments. And then it's like, I remember the Judgment Day 1997 pay-per-view. We were all there. And then he's like, I love Damian Priest. I love Rhea Ripley. I love Finn and Bala. I love Tom and Nick Mysterio, even though I never met Nick. Shout out to my boy. Like, it is so funny, and he sells it so legit. And what's not on the YouTube channel but is really funny is right after that ends, it pans the Judgment Day. Because they were actually watching. They're like some edgy goth fandom or edgy goth faction. And all of them are pissed. And then except Damian Priest, who's like the male leader, is like, I liked it. I was well done. I was like, that was well made. So <laughs> right now, our truth is killing it. Good shout. Yeah, I've always been a fan. <laughs> He he held oh. the twenty four seven division together. I think he won it like sixty times. <laughs> They're like, all right, we need anyway. someone to like take it off. I our truth, just take it off, and then we'll roll you up, and we'll just do this for five minutes, and then you'll still be the champ at the end, and you'll have three more reigns. And he's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. Oh, the honky tonk man, I think was pretty goofy. Uh, Elvis. Uh, yeah, I love the honky tonk man. Here's kind of a an a hole in real life from some interviews I've watched, but uh, yeah, everyone can be at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the match here. We got Ric Flair and uh, Sting and Darby go on the attack right off the bat. Sting goes after Hobbs. Darby goes after Takeshita. They uh, brawl in the uh crowd uh sting rolls hob into uh some trash cans on the uh road case uh on wheels uh Takeshita chops darby over and over uh Takeshita catches darby on the floor mid coffin drop and german suplexes darby on the floor uh will hobbs and Takeshita throw darby across the ring kind of like what they did uh uh on collision uh yeah pretty brutal looking and darby actually like hit the rope and like (laughs) stopped (laughs) it was so powerful uh sting uh gets fired up and stinger splashes will hobbs but takeshita knees sting in the face uh rick flair gets in the ring and chops will hobbs and pokes him in the eye 
Sting does a spine buster on Hobbs. Uh, Darby jumps off the balcony on Takeshita with a coffin drop. Sting Scorpion Death drops Hobbs through a table off the stage. Uh, covers him for the win. Uh, that was a pretty scary uh spot there like i always feel like you guys need to pull the tables out like two feet farther every with the matt hardy thing with this uh, there was like another sting table spot i feel that if they just would have moved it and adam copeland like ah, (laughs) i don't know tables are rough I think uh, the I'll, yeah, I'll defend they, the Copeland one. I think he was trying to protect Nick Wayne as best he could from the fire. I'll I'll, I'll defend yeah. that one for the rest of my life because I genuinely think he was like, I don't want to send this kid through a burning table, but we want to do the spot. So this is, and he just maybe effed it up a little bit. I I think that's the best case scenario, honestly. But the other yeah. ones I do kind of agree. Like just pull them out a little bit more. Hmm um yeah the doctor had to check on sting it kind of scared me a little bit like he got a little whiplash on that it didn't look great on the neck uh yeah the chair did not cushion his upper part of his body um tony shivani is in the ring with them after the win he asked sting who his final opponent will be and then the young bucks music hit they come out with uh evil mustaches and a clean cut look uh they stare each other down <laughs> can i pull it off oh, is matt jackson with us now <laughs> um yeah i don't know this is kind of weird i don't i need to know the motivation uh for this for me to for it to click i don't could this be sting's final match like what <laughs> I want I want to hear Chad before I step in, but what do you, how do you feel, Chad? Um, I, I'm going to say immediately intrigued. Uh, I thought the look was awesome. Uh, I didn't realize I was going to be as stoked to see them back as possible as I was. Uh, hopefully, hopefully optimistic. I guess is my best way to put it. Uh, I think I think if they do it correctly, it could be awesome. Because uh, I love the Bucks, they're amazing in the ring, and uh, I love them outside of the ring too. And uh, so, fingers crossed that um, they turn it into a cool storyline, and it's a great send off. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, uh, that's for me. That's a uh, let it play out because uh, a little confusing, but um, you know, that's a uh, the old trope of coming out at the end of the show and staring them down is uh, always interesting. And uh, now I need answers, so. Uh, well done. I want to see the next show now. I've never, and I've only been watching for a couple months, so I haven't, and I haven't gone back and watched, but at least modern bucks, I'm not a fan of. I don't like them that much. Like their matches are just kind of flippy. And after a while, it kind of just like loses its value with me. So as of right now, I'm not the biggest fan of the bucks. And this is the only thing I actually got spoiled for the show was that the bucks at least came out and they, Sorry. No, no, you're good. They might be Sting's final opponent, which at the time I was like, I don't like it. But whenever I get spoiled, I'm always like, I'll wait. If it's cool, I'll be into it. And it wasn't like it was just kind of awkward. I do like their new look. They look like tools, which fits for their current probably heel run they're on. But 
I don't really know what's the point of having the Young Bucks be Sting last match other than, like, I really don't know because they don't have history. They're not tag title holders. They're not rivals. They're just there. So the only thing I can, oh, go ahead. No, you go, you go. (laughs) The only thing I can piece together is there's going to be a new faction including the Young Bucks, managed by Ric Flair. And that's the vector to get Ric Flair to turn on Sting. And, and then Sting loses the in Bucks. his last match to the Bucks? You want that? He doesn't, want ha- that. he doesn't have to lose. He doesn't have to lose for Ric Flair to turn. You want, St- you want Sting's retirement to be ruined by Ric Flair. Is that Ooh. what I'm hearing? Because I don't want that. Like, what, I, don't, like, I don't think that would ruin it. He low blows Sting, or I, I think that would. I want, I want but Sting, Sting wins anyway. <laughs> no, I, I don't like that. I, I don't know. like that at all. I mean, in a perfect world, Sting, Sting is old school, and he would go out on his back, but he'd be doing it putting somebody like Darby over. Like, I don't know if he had a, has it in him to do a one on one match, but uh, you know that'd be that'd be excellent. But that, uh, yeah. That's Let something I was out. thinking about was, um, well, maybe he just can't do the one-on-one match because he hasn't had one in his entire AEW run, right? It's all been tag matches. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> it it's one of those things where they're not saying it. We're just kind of interpreting it. But if Sting's like, I'm not doing singles matches because I can't, that's a different story. You know, we're, we've been saying this Darby Allen sting match for a while, but if he's just saying it won't happen, then it won't happen. We need to kind of get past that. But then if you're doing the tag team match and like you said, Chad put over a younger star, the young bucks don't need to be put over. They're the young bucks. They're EVPs of this company. They don't need the rub. They've had the rub. They need to give their rub to other people. So Every which way I'm kind of thinking about it, I don't really like it. But, of course, I'm still willing to let it play out because this is Sting's last match. I'm hoping that it feels important. But as of right now, I'm not interested and I'm not hyped. I would like the match to be in between, like do another fighter fest or anything, do another special dynamite, have them fight 100% for that. I just don't think they're great for Sting's final opponent. I feel the same way. I just can't like connect the dots on what where they're going with it, <laughs> like what it has to do with Sting. Like, doesn't make any sense. So again, I'm really looking forward to hear their motivation. I guess on Dynamite next week or maybe Collision. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we'll see. um cool yeah um i don't I guess think i really talked about our... the match sorry to back up a little bit they pinned hobbs can you believe that i was shocked i was for sure Takeshita was tapping out like that made sense and i was i was okay with it because they've been building hobbs and i don't think this buries him because he took a scorpion death drop through a couple tables but it's still like wow you're pinning hobbs okay so Maybe and, they will do something with Takeshita. Maybe I'm just being a negative Nelly. And we got to have the uh, the Takeshita rolling German on the outside. Mm-hmm. When I in my notes, I went, "Wow, Chandler's eating well this week." 
it was a it was a fun match. Uh, I hate to say this for what it was. You know, it was a little too short, but that was probably just because Sting can't work that long a match. But it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a good main event, and I'm glad that the Callus family can sometimes feel like threats. So I feel like they did feel like threats in this. Them swinging Darby and him spinning, oh. can you, like what? What are you doing, guys? Yeah, that was cool as hell. Yeah, no, I think now the the Callus family is out of the uh, the Golden Jets uh, malarkey. Uh, I think until Kenny Omega comes back. God, hopefully, hopefully they just scrub it. Uh, I think now they could maybe become a more credible threat in general. Like it'd be cool to see them as a more dominant faction because I think uh, AEW needs like some more kind of serious heels. Well, maybe these will be, and I don't think he needs it, but maybe these will be the henchmen for Osprey when he comes in because we're not that far from Osprey coming in, guys. He's gonna have a match at Revolution. So, ooh, ooh, what's his first match gonna be? Ooh, we want to do a speculation. Yeah, reckless. Only, only the most sure. reckless of speculation. Sting's retirement is Will Osprey single match. Boom. He's uh, taking that international title off OC. <laughs> I honestly thought him taking the TNT title off of Christian Cage wasn't that bad of an idea because he was the face of TNT for a while. So, but I, I think I think I'd like to see like a good warm up with like maybe Pac. Oh Whoa. yeah, he's coming back from what it, you know what I hear <laughs> pretty soon. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to that with our news. Um, but yeah, you want to do our high point, low point? For shizzle, my um, nizzle. Did I just? Yeah. Say all right. I'll start. I yeah, didn't hear it. Did. What are you talking about? Uh, uh, what was your low point and high point, Dave? Low point for me was uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, every week, Chris Jericho. Low point every time. Um, and my high point was uh, Luther's little giggle, little cackle that uh, really did it for me. <laughs> how about you guys low point for me i'm gonna go against the green i won't pick jericho i'm actually gonna pick the missing preston vance's tilt the world uh lariat because that was Brody lee's move and even wwe so i was like oh hell yeah he's gonna go for the move and then they cut outside for like nothing happening and then it's like one two three oh he won so that was like a real big like what are we doing guys like I don't I don't think I obviously it's harder than I think, but it's also like just catch the important moment, guys. But they point I don't know. It was all like a fine show. Nothing really stuck out. Maybe just Daily's place. Because I really liked the vibe of it. I really liked the set. So maybe either they go back to Daily's place or they do it once a year, or they start running smaller venues like that. Cause I feel like it was a real intimate and personal show. But you also don't want to look like you're in bingo halls, so it's a little hard balance. Yeah. But no, I think, yeah, that that venue specifically is a very good balance because it's still like the crowd energy was hot, and there looked like there was you know enough people, and it looked packed. But uh, yeah, that, it, almost like the ECW place, it was like, oh, you know, it's big enough. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Chad? Sorry I to jump in on you there. <laughs> you're good. No, it's a good point. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, my, my, I actually remember to write mine down this week. Uh, my high, high point actually was Daly's place too. And just the general look, I feel like they've really been upping their game. Like the graphics and all that looked amazing. Uh, I didn't put it out over earlier, but I did off camera. Uh, the big, when they flashed the big, the hook symbol up there, it was like, it looked like for the freaking bat signal, it was amazing. So yeah, Daly's place for me too was my high point. And my low point was going to be Christopher Jericho. I didn't really want to double up on Dave, but I don't really got anything else. So that's going to be mine too. Quietest Judas heard around the world. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll ever, uh, you know, (laughs) turn around on him again. I'm sure one day. There's there's ways everyone can come back. There's ways everyone can redeem their reputation. I haven't lost faith in Jericho. I just don't like him right no. now, and I don't want him on my screen. Yeah. That's uh, that's yeah. very harsh, but he is an incredibly talented man. He's just very overused for his ability and his reputation, I guess. So that's those are always my problem is I don't like him beating younger stars ever because I don't think he should. I don't think he out wrestles them quite frankly i don't believe it yeah um yeah cool cool uh do we have any uh wrestling news for the tony week Khan's that we want to get to tony khan's tweets tony khan's tweets so i'm going to defend wwe for half a second but i think people if people don't know Tony Khan went to the Twitters and he basically, I'm not going to read it out, but he basically was complaining about booking, which is a bad thing to do as the owner of a company is to complain about booking. But he went, why are fans okay with Jinder Mahal going for the world title, but not okay for a hook? Like what's going on here, guys? And first of all, I think a lot more people are upset about Jinder Mahal going for the title than hook. And also WWE and AEW are different. They tell stories differently. And to be fair, Jinder Mahal's title challenge was kind of set up. That's good enough. That's good enough for WWE. So, like, do I like Jinder Mahal going for the championship? No. Would I have booked it? No. But it makes sense in the logic of the storytelling. Seth Rollins is a fighting championship. He'll take challenges from anyone he deems worthy. And Seth deems gender worthy so what if i don't agree with him it doesn't matter this is what's happening so i'm fine with it and then you look at aaw well why does hook have a number one contendership he's 28 and one and he's been he hasn't lost in a long time there you go that's why and he's over there you go so i think they have two different storylines or two different ways of getting the matches and they're both fine i think you know i'll give tony khan credit Hook is a more worthy world title world title contender than Jinder Mahal ever can be, but don't you hinder my gender? I love gender, but he probably shouldn't be world title or champion again. But I just think so. There's all of that, right? Which is a a conversation we can have for Tony Khan to bitch about it, and like he kind of got trolled by USA and stuff like that. So like, it just don't engage. Be like Soraya. You need to delete your Twitter, man. You need to like just get off it and just start booking. Like, we don't need to hear about this. I know there's, I know there's second company syndrome, and they'll always not talk about the big, or they'll always talk about the other guys. But maybe it doesn't work every time. 
Yeah, he could lay off the uh, social media for sure, I feel. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, uh, CM Punk was on Raw. It was a good segment, but nothing really to talk about. Yeah, Drew McIntyre stuff. Um, Hacks return to AEW should be imminent, from what I hear. I'm very happy about that. Every time he comes back, he gets hurt. I hate to say this. I had a great time, but I got to go. Thank you so much for a wonderful podcast, guys. Bye bye. But bye. this is this is the end of me for the night. Good night. Feel better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that just about does it. Uh, yeah. A little bit of news. Uh, fun episode of Dynamite at Daly's Place. And uh, yeah, don't forget to like subscribe comment and uh we appreciate your support cool uh have a good one thank you bye peace